So on Myers-Briggs, you're a J, which means you're kind of like rigid sometimes. Yeah, I'm an <laughs> ENFJ. So that can create like difficulty in, I like some structure in life. I could be flexible in structure. So uh-huh. bedtimes are important to me. Like even if I'm traveling, I want to go to bed around like 10 o'clock. So you just put your foot down about bedtime. No, I just go to bed myself. But like <laughs> if I stay up super late, then I'm like groggy the next day and I don't like that. Or like meal times are important to me. So some people could eat like whenever, but they don't realize that they get cranky. <laughs> and I know like if it's dinner <laughs> time, if it's eight o'clock and I haven't eaten, like I'm cranky. You don't want a cranky Candace. So mm-hmm. I like some like structure <laughs> in meals. Oh my and gosh. Um, for a while I was vegan. And uh-huh. so that was like a difficult rigidity point for like anyone in my life, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. which it's I'm more flexible now because of that. Cause it's like, well, where can we eat? And then if people are like oh, hosting me, yeah, they're yeah. like, what are your food restrictions? So yeah, I think my J uh-huh, sometimes man. could, um, definitely cause some like tension, but I've learned that like knowing how I thrive is actually like best for everyone that's like good well and also rested. being flexible right? yeah. yeah 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 but being well rested and well fed like uh-huh. optimal candace oh, i love it hey everyone i'm matt hey i'm candace and this is datology we're a voice for christian metropolitan dating where we collect honest stories to find liberating wisdom for discovery and companionship And today is a very special day. Yeah, we have our conversation with Kale. Yeah, so, um, you know, we've been saying for a while we're excited to have people to interview Mm -hmm. uh, on the show talking about dating and whatever topics they feel like talking about. Yeah. And uh, today we can do that with Kale. It was so good. So fun. Yeah. We talked about lots of things, but it ended up being a lot about like... uh, kind of like rigidity in a relationship, Mm -hmm. selfishness in a relationship, and how we learn some of these things after breakups about ourselves. Yeah, that's right. Because we all have those areas that feel quote unquote normal to us and like the best ways of living. Mm -hmm. And when we're in relationship with someone or even like just have a roommate, sometimes this stuff gets really rubbed up against. And we like realize for the first time, like this is a me value and not a universal value. (laughs) It's good. So hope you enjoy it. Take a listen. Here it goes. Hey, Kale. Hey, Matt. Welcome. Hi, Candace. Hey, welcome to our show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. What a treat. Uh, Kale, you and I go way back, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you. Um, It's nice to be here. You know, I I feel like I know you very well, and almost I could introduce you, but I'd rather you introduce yourself. Sure. I would love for you to introduce (laughs) me just to see what you leave out. (laughs) (laughs) Just see... See how I would abridge you as a human being. Right. Yeah. So uh, my name is Kale. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm 26. Um, my Enneagram number is a seven, which is almost more important than my age. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, Enneagram sevens are always seven years old inside. At heart, yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. And that's oh. that's how I feel in <laughs> life. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm from San Diego County originally. Um, mm-hmm. Grew up down south, moved up to the Bay Area uh, in the last four and a half years for uh, graduate school. Yeah. Um, what What have you been um, studying for graduate school? Um, you know, I like to think of myself as a student of all things, but <laughs> formally, <laughs> form- <laughs> formally clinical psychology. Uh, clinical so psychology. Yeah, one year away so you're from- So sh- you're a shrink. Well, we don't call ourselves that in the biz. <laughs> 
That's other right. people call us that. Candace, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. I got your back. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, man. I'm in the room with Paris Shrinks. Two right shrinks. Now, <laughs> <laughs> people are always trying to make us identify how we never really want to be identified by. <laughs> that I feel like we could get deep into the psychology we of that. Um, okay. So y- you, uh, you're almost done. Uh, yeah. So um, a year away from yeah, completing my doctoral degree. It's been a long, fun journey. Do I have to ca- call you Dr. Kale after that? In a year, yes. Yes, I would. I can't wait for that moment. Yeah. That's going to be so I can't great. wait either, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, can't wait. <laughs> cool. So you are single. Yes. I'm yeah. curious what kind of recently wisdom. Single, actually. Recently, yeah. so wow. This is, uh, maybe an interesting time for me to be on air. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kale's a very handsome gentleman. For all of those who can't see, we'll post a picture. If you couldn't tell by the sound of his voice, I yeah. mean, that's he's right. He's got smooth looks as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what's some wisdom that you have gleaned along the way with your last relationship? And wisdom. Ooh. Wisdom. That's what we're about on this show. Yeah. We collect <laughs> stories okay. to, you know, figure out the wisdom uh, well, going on. Am I, do you want, should we dive right into to wisdom or are we wanting to hear some kind of I love anecdote? anecdotes? I mean, anecdotes great. If you could tell us about a crash and burn story first. Yeah, I feel like anecdotes are actually where wisdom comes from. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm all about that. So, well, this is a, this is a dating podcast, right? Yes. yes. Okay. That's I know right. that. That's I mean, where that, you are. That was more of a it's rhetorical theology. question. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I have a dating story that I think might be kind of interesting. Oh, interesting. Please, yeah, please, please, please. I'm um, it was back when I was I was maybe 19. So I was like a bit of a late bloomer in the sense that I didn't really start dating much until I was in college. And I remember being on this date with this woman that I met at the library at my school. Ooh, library mm, date, yeah. No, 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 library meetup. Oh. But the date was off So your meet oh, okay. cute I was- I met her in the library. Okay, yeah, okay. We were let me guess how, just two how young that academians. meet happened. <laughs> so you're, um, you're on different sides of the bookcase, right? And both of you pull down oh, the books and you see each other book. through the small, narrow thing. And uh, she's like, she's on one side of the bookcase, you're on the other side of the bookcase and you can kind of glance each other like through the the little opening that you both made by grabbing a book and you're just like oh i wonder who that person is right is that how it worked or no oh. but We're that's, a, that's story a good story <laughs> yeah what happened i mean how i got the date i remember uh-huh. um you're making me really go back into the caverns of my mind but i actually thought good. this was pretty smooth mm. at the time for, for 18 year old 19 <laughs> Please, year old me i love it we were, <laughs> it was it was at night and i saw her from like across the room and I remember getting up and asking her as I passed by, because she was like towards the direction of the bathroom. I asked her if she could watch my stuff, you know, just watch. to just to first to make the first kind yeah, of contact. You know, contact. Almost kind of like a, uh, it's can a little gesture this? of, of I need you. Ooh, Ooh yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about dependent. it that deeply, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I maybe that's depend. not actually what that means. I, I was just, that was more of a joke, but you guys responded as if it was serious. <laughs> yeah. So well, maybe it is serious. Eyes look very serious. <laughs> analyze everything you say. Um, anyway, so she she was just kind of like, yeah, sure, why not? And then I came back and then went back to where she was sitting once I returned from the bathroom. And I was like, hey, you know, would you like to go on a date? I just kind of, wow, and she was like, sure. Bold. 
Mm-hmm. It was bold. I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah was, good job. I was. Uh, All my stuff's still here. Let's go out. Right, yeah. Like, I, you know, you, you took care of me for a moment. <laughs> Let me take, <laughs> Let me care, me take of care of you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it gets weirder. That's because like something <laughs> out of a, like a 90s rom-com. Oh. You took care of me for a minute. Let me take care of you. Okay, I want to get to this story. This Sorry. is so good. Yeah. Well, okay, okay so, so what happens on this date? So, so she goes, sure. So we, we set a date and a time. I think we exchanged numbers, of course. And um, I think later that week is when we went on the date. And I didn't know this woman, of course. Um, and so we're at this, uh, wherever we were, a coffee shop or something. Um, and I'm asking her what she does for, like for fun. And I remember, I distinctly remember that this, it was really difficult to like get any traction in like a conversation with this woman. Okay, okay. Um, so it wasn't really giving me a whole lot of you know information to go off of. So I felt mm-hmm. I remember feeling like pretty like uh, this is like I'm pulling teeth here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a great romantic oh. spot to be in. Yeah. Maybe we've all been there. I don't know. Oh yeah, definitely. That's painful. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. W- when a conversation's uh, really difficult, I feel like it's a total like you know just the chemistry isn't yeah. connecting, right? Chemistry you know? not connecting. And I imagine like her with another person who's like more like likes talking about whatever she likes to talk about she'd probably like you know glow or something Maybe. right yeah i feel like you're very generous some people just are dull Ooh, yeah wow i mean maybe she was dull <laughs> <laughs> dull I, people can find great mates yes, and other yes. people that are just easier Equally even killed <laughs> oh my gosh sorry that's rude <laughs> <laughs> i know that's why i don't like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like to call people dull. I I don't know. I just I'm not. I'm, well, I mean, I'm not into that. that. Like that girl would spark with someone else. Like that's yeah. not necessarily true. I've seen very even killed people go out on dates and be excited internally and be very even killed. Maybe uh-huh. dull's not the, like the most becoming of words, but yeah. maybe anxious. Maybe people are just really yeah. anxious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it makes maybe. for them makes for some it nerves. being difficult to, and to some really people come out are just really quiet and even. That's true. I don't know if evenness has to do with conversationality, you know, like, but, uh huh. Well, I, uh, s- I let still me continue with the story, story. Yeah, please, <laughs> because <laughs> it, it takes it makes a very interesting turn. And so, in the in the in the in the moment where I'm feeling fairly, uh, you know, just like wow, this is this is a lot of work, um, trying to get this this girl to to kind of talk about herself. I ask her. I something around the line uh, around the the topic of like fun what do you do for fun what are your hobbies yeah yeah and she um she said well like sometimes um I come up like when I'm when I have some free time I come up with just a name like I pick a name mm-hmm. um like Matthew or Matthew. Oh, well, that's like my name. name. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Um, we did this maybe. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you're drawing let inspiration me, from me. the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mark. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hi, Mark. And and so with this name in mind, she um, she packs a lunch. She kind of gets some food together. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. And uh, I don't know what's locates next. the l- nearest cemetery. Oh. What? And... With the name in mind, looks for the apparent tombstone of this name. What uh. in the world? And has lunch with them. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, this is not a real story. This is, this, a real story. this is so from what in the a world? Dull conversationalist to just going, Were you know, one eighty to now. Maybe I was dull because I didn't have a, anything exactly. to like 
like that wasn't in my line of fun. How it did was you respond? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, this were was you just like good, this was like a good. Were you, I feel like it's either you're intrigued or you're completely freaked out. Or I was freaked out. Okay, yeah, yes. yeah. Because I wasn't sure if she was being serious or if she was just uh-huh. like being herself. Which I mean, you could be both at the same time, of course. But <laughs> for like a, fr- I think I was put off be- mainly because it seemed like a weird thing to bring up on a first date. You know, you're kind of wanting to like make, yeah, yeah, make a good impression. But to me, that was like she had like, like kind of just there. put it out there, yeah. and it was little unsettling wow mainly because there was like a cemetery right next to our school at the time and it was like, so that's pr- like you've probably thing. gone over there a lot and like wow. had lunch with dead people that's a great <laughs> oh story God. i really appreciate um, that you told us that story that i did not we did not go on a second date wow i didn't feel like i had a you know had it in me to ask her to dine with the dead first <laughs> <laughs> dine with the dead but I have a feeling maybe, uh, you know, every once in a while, the name Kale comes to mind and she goes to live oh dear. in a cemetery. Oh, dear. So I love the anecdote. <laughs> I would love to segue into <laughs> the you mentioned recently breaking up. And I do want to hear some other wisdom. Yeah. So, I mean, or thought, if I'm to be honest, I don't know if I have any wisdom at this well, time. Well, maybe yeah. in working, like as we go through like especially It'll breakups emerge. Yeah. We, yeah. it I comes think, up with a lot of questions yes. right yeah. of like yeah. what is this so what are those questions that, that you're wrestling through questions i'm wrestling through um i think a big one that i've kept coming back to is like what what was it all for mm. i was gonna yeah. so the relationship lasted uh just a little over two and a half years mm-hmm. and um, uh could i just pause you one sec so one thing that we're committed to doing like me and candace and also with interviewers is just to not use names of people oh, that right. we've dated before right just to honor no them and whatever yes. yeah yeah so i mean i didn't think you were going to do that but yeah. just so you know I mean, and so everybody know listening knows so that <laughs> maybe you know <laughs> so everybody listening knows like we're we're about like you know confidentiality confidentiality showing kindness to people yes. who, absolutely who have like uh who we've dated and you know yeah, whatever honor. like we don't want to just and respect you know you know throw them under the bus yeah exactly absolutely yeah, not. yeah, yeah. we yeah. don't cool. want that no okay so two right, cool. and a half years yeah two and a half years um significant significant amount of time um and i think the question that keeps coming back is like you you spend or i've spent two and a half years with this person and then now what yeah um you're kind yeah. of uh you're kind of you become just accustomed to their uh mm. kind of life habits their mm-hmm. life routine mm-hmm. you really um, like they they accommodate your routine sure. and your kind of habits, and then vice versa. Yeah, um, it's like together you create a culture. You've really created a culture, yeah. And so when that when that culture ends, it, like yeah, when it basically ends with the relationship, then you're left being like, well, what about like our traditions? Yes. What about what about our memories? What about mm. the fact that like we both have relationships with other people through one another? Yes. What about those things? Mm. Um, and it's hard to make it feel like it was um, a little bit yeah uh, what's the word um hmm. it's hard for me to find the word but like yeah it just is like like so maybe just why maybe the question is just like is why? it do you think why like did was it, it worth it is that part worth of it? it that's the word i was looking for yeah. yeah there's like something about like was everything that we kind of worked for yes yeah yeah if it resulted in in an ending in a breakup like right. what what was it for oh yeah, right. yeah. that's I a know. great question that's a good can i get question a little though. context so at what point in the relationship did you start to realize that it 
might not be working and that it might not be like mm-hmm. a long lasting commitment um i would say it actually happened probably in the last like five months of the relationship mm-hmm. and it, it was mm-hmm. in the breakup was actually like really mutual and amicable mm-hmm. fortunately in the sense mm-hmm. that like no one walked away feeling like the other person was just the worst mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. yeah we still like hold one another in really high high regard um it was just it kind of came down in many ways to like logistics mm. um wh- i'm moving away mm-hmm. she was moving away um and just kind of things that we felt like um in many in many cases like the relationship was starting to hold us back from mm-hmm. what we felt like we both needed mm-hmm. to do individually mm-hmm. um which almost made it made it a lot harder because you don't have like a specific reason that's mm-hmm. bad Sure. To point to. Yeah. yeah. Was there mm. one of you that left more hurt than the other? Like one person that was pulling for making it work? Or was it... Um, were you both on the same page? I think we... I think we were both on the same page. There was a brief moment where I felt like we should at least try getting back together and doing long distance. Mm-hmm. And that that didn't go through and so mm-hmm. i felt a little bit let down in that regard sure yeah, um, yeah but like we also didn't do it for good reasons so it's mm-hmm. both like you know my heart's saying one thing and then my mind saying another yeah. and those yeah. things i mean those things are all, always in tension yeah. when uh in a relationship it seems yeah, um, yeah. especially so, in a breakup yeah, yeah with that question of like was this worth it what was this all for like trying to find meaning i think a, a lot of us do that when we get distance from a relationship can you, in hindsight, look back and see the things that you, like how you developed, maybe ways that you're more well-equipped for finding the next person or being in a better relationship or even can things about to yourself? Things out, like looking back on the relationship, can I point to things that have kind of helped me grow? Yes. That, did yes. I hear, hear that correctly? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think it taught me that I'm one, like a, a very selfish person. Hmm. Um, and that like looking back in the relationship, like I'm now seeing how I didn't always put maybe the relationship or her needs like ahead of my own. Hmm. Um, and so while that's not like the best thing to find out, it's like a very enlightening thing to find out. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so like to learn that you're selfish, that's like a hard truth to learn, you know, like, and I, the, uh, I find that often those like hard pieces of awareness are the ones that open things up the most. Meaning like, yeah. uh, it's just like, because I, I don't know. I think it it's, uh, when we're telling ourselves stories about like how like great and awesome we are, like, well, we have no motivation to like adapt anything. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. But change happens when we start to realize like Mm -hmm. oh gosh no something's something's kind of wrong here yeah and uh and i don't know so like as you were realizing the like selfishness stuff like what uh, i don't know because i I feel like that creates opportunities for different choices you know for you moving forward and what do you think that might look like yeah so um In many cases, 
I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I'm. Am I answering personally, or am I answering like bro- more broadly uh, in general? Whichever way you want to take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> well, perhaps starting with myself personally, I think what what I think I came into was just this awareness that, um. And this was like this. This came later. This was like you know, you break up and then I was like looking back on the relationship mm-hmm. and it really is uh, like honestly a fantastic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking at how over time ways in which my selfishness came up, um, I think kind of inhibited um, many of like the ways we could connect. Uh-huh. And so thinking, thinking sort of more broadly than like in what way does selfishness get in the way of maybe what, you're like wanting your relationship mm-hmm. to yes. um, kind of do for you, not in necessarily like, like a utilitarian way, but like, mm-hmm. like you have two people who are invested um, mm-hmm. and that requires compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when one person isn't necessarily aware of where they're not mm-hmm. yes. budging, right, um, right, so right. Good. Then they, um, mm. then like, then the relationship suffers because it's not right. just the yeah. person that is receiving like the selfishness. Uh, It's the fact that like the, the, the working organic entity that is the relationship is, Uh is hindered. I think that's so wise. I think it's something that's subtle in most relationships and like, what a great opportunity for you to come to that and see it. Yeah, definitely. And I want to, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to go on a limb here and say like, I'm not the only selfish person in a relationship. (laughs) Um, It's just more like a, I think, I think everyone in a relationship is confronted throughout the time that they're with their partner um, with what they don't want. Sure. Yes. 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 You know, like that's, that doesn't work for me. Um, I would prefer it to be. Yeah. uh, Different. Sure. Um, And so like selfishness Mm. is really just like what you want for yourself in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think, the sooner yes. you call to attention what those things are, the better you are, the better the relationship is. Yeah, which I think there's a balance there too because part of that is also realizing what are the issues that are coming up that are good for yourself that you should advocate for and that this person might not yeah. be in line with. Right. And then the other yeah. part of it of we all have to compromise in relationships. Right. And yeah. so what area, yeah. like you said, that you put it so well, hmm. am I inhibiting my own relationship from being this beautiful thing because I'm not the one putting us in a position to do this well together right? by understanding the way that this person works yeah. and mm-hmm. how they need to thrive. Right. Yeah. This is making me think of, uh, you know, that, uh, Philippians two verse like around preferring other people, right, mm-hmm. and counting others higher than ourselves, right? Like, I think that's uh, that's like uh, I don't know, like the the process of counting another person as higher than myself, like uh, as like preferring them. I think that's uh, I- in lots of ways like it's a an act of act of the will, you know, mm-hmm. and totally. uh, and uh, and I agree with both of you in the. Uh, what the point both of you are making like so kill you're like oh yeah the selfishness piece like that kind of i want what i want like that's 
uh, preferring myself, preferring my preferences over the other person's preferences. And Candace, your point about like how much uh, sometimes taking care of ourselves is also really important, advocating mm-hmm. for ourselves. And I think the the long term goal of it being the preference of another person, though, mm-hmm. you know, where like, uh, you know, for example, if, if I like really want something mm-hmm. uh, and if I'm like pushing for it as a way maybe even as a way to prefer the other person right like which is can be sort of paradoxical um can i ask you a question about yeah, that yeah, yeah. because i think this is something that i see which i don't have the answer to yeah partly i think what someone might think then is well how interested you are in that person like the level of interest would match maybe your willingness to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, I also think it works in reverse is our un- unflexibility also can tamp- like dampen our interest. Like if uh. I'm being too much in my head or being too selfish, then I could actually distance a really good partner. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bec- totally. Like through that process. Oh, man. I Flexibility is key like i I love that you bring that up because it is it has to do with like you know a flexible person still has substance but they're like able to shift around Mm -hmm. and adapt and like Mm -hmm. and like go with the flow with what's happening and in it yeah which is a good skill for dating big time i in in life like if you can adapt well and also know your boundaries Mm -hmm. and what's important and not compromise like Mm -hmm. those key things for like the adaptation mm-hmm. i think that's where you put yourself in a good position hmm. i think like all of these things are like all of these things coexist at the same time like flexibility yes adapting being aware of your your values yeah, or what yeah, what was the convictions, convictions. Mm-hmm. yeah um like all of these things are hi- happening simultaneously um but you seem to get into a pickle when you're not necessarily aware of like what your values are or your convictions are, but you have like a sense that something doesn't feel right. You know, there's like, I feel like there you can, there's a lot to be said for like just having like really cultivating Mm self-awareness, you know, knowing yourself Mm -hmm. is so important when you're like just as someone who's dating, as someone who's in a relationship, whether you're married or not, like mm-hmm. really knowing yourself, I feel like is is crucial. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. such a you know I agree, and also the I feel like that's some of the tension too is uh because and I see this a lot you know I probably in our our generation the kind of uh, um you know the mantra of self awareness being like the answer for things mm. like uh I Jesus is the answer man <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth dude for real <laughs> also <laughs> no like but this self-awareness thing like uh do, i, I self-awareness can't save us right like it's sure. like it's treated as an end yeah for some folks exactly yeah, right. yeah definitely that's, is, yeah. that's not what i'm saying right oh yeah but yeah totally, totally. As the process because i think one key to this is if you are more prone to blame the person you're dating or the ex-person i think mm-hmm. that's a good key of i'm not like pressing into learning about myself right now if it's always someone else's fault oh yeah yeah i think that's that's a a good yeah flag to say okay stop maybe this person is wrong sure but what's the invitation right now for me to know more about myself maybe insight is a better word maybe self-awareness gets a bad rap i'm sorry to interrupt but no yeah yeah. i think you're i'm I'm all Mm -hmm. i'm on board with everything you're saying yeah yeah 
Well, I think of awareness as like in therapy, it's bringing what's already unconscious, what already lives inside of the brain and is already influencing us into view Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that we're not letting things unknown to us be making choices for us. So then we can see, oh, Mm -hmm. these are the contributing factors to why I react this way. Might Mm -hmm. not have anything to do with this person. It might have way more to do with like this false that I have or this belief or this experience that happened in my childhood. Things as practical, I mean, just to kind of bring it into like, like a working definition like something like are you aware that you might have tendencies towards being like a people pleaser mm. which would mean that it's hard for you to set boundaries in your mm. relationship if the person right you know is maybe more of a stronger personality or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um that's so just an example good. of like yeah where does have you read the book how we love no but you've recommended it so okay I, yes. it on my list well i Sometime. i don't think i've recommended this on the show and i've recommended it to matt before yeah, yeah, i think yeah. you have read it or are um, yeah i'm it. reading it right now okay yeah i'm just gonna throw that out to our listeners yeah. very good at understanding uh, more about your like unconscious tendencies mm-hmm. in relationships mm-hmm. that's yeah yeah, yeah. I, th- I, w- I kind of i think that's very very good i think also um when it comes to a dynamic of selfishness though, right? Like I learning that I'm selfish is like an important step. Then, uh, kind of, I don't know, like getting off of the, the loop of self-focus right, mm. is like the next step. Yeah. Right. And it, and in a weird way, the cure for selfishness is like self-awareness moving past self-awareness mm-hmm. in a way like, uh, to, like an other's focus. Yeah. Right? You know what Definitely. I see happen a lot though is mm. I think that there's shame that comes here though. Like when people mm. think about like I need to be selfless, there can often also, it's like there's like a balance to everything. Yeah. This place of, oh my gosh, am I thinking too much about me right now? Am I? And sometimes in life, like if you just sit with yourself, that might take a minute. There might be a season of yeah. like therapy or moments of like grief oh, and sure. yeah, seeing yeah. your junk. Mm-hmm. But then it's not getting stuck there. Noticing exactly. that you're not like being self-loathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that it's going to then application out to totally. people. I th- I'm just cautioning the navel-gazing potential right. in this sort of thing, right? Where well, I think it can be like this constant so rumination on like my process. Yeah. You know, I need that's to still be selfish, in my process. I think. It is. I yes. think yes. Like selfish, yeah, that's, right? like, yeah. that's, that's a masked form of selfishness. Sure. It's a, actually a weird people, form of selfishness where it's like, oh yeah, now I'm, now I'm enlightened. Now I'm aware. Yeah. Right. And it's still and, me. Yeah. And it's, it's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. When the truly beautiful thing is to start thinking like, oh, oh, now who is out there? Right. Like I want to learn about this person, that person, yes. right? I want to advocate for a moment for our intuition and gut sense because I think we all have it. Mm-hmm. And if we're being honest with ourselves, we know when we're being like self-centered. We know when we're overthinking something to the point where it's no longer helpful. And mm. I just want to like encourage people to Maybe. be, a, for the most part, I, I mean, I really, know. in my practice, when yeah. I ask them like, what feels like the right answer to you? That gut response of like, oh, maybe this is very helpful. telling. It, yeah, it is, and so I get, I get that that it's like a data point. Okay, you know? it's not the only I data point. I think it's the only. I think actually paying attention to what's happening in around me is like the other big data. <sighs> I point, don't right? know. 
that's hard. I, mean, I think we're getting into like a really big this broad topic right now. Right it now. is. Well, yeah. Because I mean, what's around you might not be healthy. So there ooh, are people too that are in unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dynamics have family members who are narcissistic. And so they use others as a barometer and then they overly think like I'm the problem when maybe you're not the problem. Get a therapist. This is all very complex. (laughs) (laughs) You don't work it out with an expert. (laughs) But I think what we're saying holds a lot of nuance. And I often hear, especially from the pulpit, a lot of like, don't do this, do that. You know, this could be selfish. And often it's a lot more individual. And that's why accountability and community is so important. Yes. It's like, I mean, on that, on that note, Candace, I think, um, what, what I feel like I really want folks to like bear in mind when they're dating, when they're like, um, in they're in a relationship, like, like there's a tendency, there's always going to be a tendency towards like black and white thinking mm-hmm. and being very, mm. you know, uh, being very just rigid to the idea that something has to be a certain way yes. Yes. Um, and to not question why yes. those things have to be a certain so way good. for you yeah um like that that seems to me really crucial mm-hmm. yeah. whether it's like the church that's saying it's that way whether it's your parents mm-hmm. whether it's like your kind of own convictions that you've come to in your own i don't know walk of life like you have to be aware of why you think that yeah um because if you're not then it might just mm. It just might get you into trouble. Yeah, that's so mm. good. That is well said. Hmm. I, uh, yeah, I think this is so good. It's actually kind of reminding me of a, a past relationship where I think uh, I similarly was like caught in a very, very rigid kind of thinking. And, and I think actually that rigid thinking and selfishness really do go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, because there's like, um, this sense of like, oh, uh, and gosh, this is this I think is the trap of dating uh, is like, uh, like high expectations, mm-hmm. like ex- rigid expectation, right? With another person, like they need to be living up to this standard or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like, and to put that on another person or myself in a relationship, that's like death to the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I I feel like, uh, man. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm just like, I'm just driving with this. I'm like remembering like uh, going through a similar relationship where um, I don't think I was aware of uh, like, and it, and it really took the relationship ending hmm. similarly to you, like for me to to come to realize uh, and actually own my contribution to just how screwed up the relationship mm. was, right? That's and hard. Own, yeah, it's really hard, right? Like it's hard work, important work. Uh, and uh, to like determine the, underlying like uh selfishness that was driving it all right and uh, you know selfishness and on lots of levels like from uh you know like expecting things to be on my time Mm -hmm. you know all the time to uh you know like uh, having these very uh rigid boundaries with when i'm available but also like these with this weird entitlement when when she should be available for Mm -hmm. me you know like it's just like uh that you know, it was just, it's just crazy. It's yeah. just absolutely I think that's interesting because I have learned about myself that I have typically played the other role where mm. I feel like it's my fault. Oh, yeah. Uh. That's and big. just 
kind of learning more about my family dynamics, realizing that I can internalize a lot of someone else's dysfunction mm. or then I will go into more of a pleaser mode of like, Oh, what do you need? I'll fix it. I'll match your expectation oh, yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than having a little more firm understanding of like, Oh, this is what I need. This is what's important to me. And like, mm. I'm not going to budge on this. This I'm so can I just ask a quick clarifying question Please. or like hear hear your thoughts on this? Like sure. this could potentially be another whole interview or another whole podcast in itself. <laughs> like that you saying that makes me think like how much how many like how many uh like ideas or voices have we internalized simply as a culture that puts people in like gendered categories? Uh, or yeah, like yeah. do you think that at all plays into like what what maleness looks like mm. and what femaleness looks like? For me, I don't think so because okay. my personality tends to be pretty upfront okay. and like candid in general, but it seems in certain relationships, in relationships yeah, specifically, yes, yeah, huh. where I play out this narrative of the, the like people in the other position, the like love figure is right and I need to please them. Mm. And I think like I'm not like the pleaser type of person. So that really surprised me to learn <laughs> that about yeah. myself. That is interesting. But it came in not so much the like helper way. It came in the, oh, I must be wrong. What can I do different? Right. And so the focus came more in, I'll accept your criticism. I'll accept that you're saying it should look these ways. Yeah, yeah. I'll change. I can you. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And that's my probably threeness, like hmm. trying to perform. Uh. And learning like, oh, I've yeah, enabled sure, sure, sure. somebody's rigidity and also not advocated for it. Like, that's not okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's just, you know, you know, dream out loud, right? Like a person in this relationship, right, who's highly rigid in the relationship or a person who's highly, highly pleaser oriented, right? Like, I'll do anything, I'll change whatever to, uh, to get your love, right? So if people are like in that relationship, let's just say. And they, they're like listening to this and just like, oh, that's me, right? Mm. What what are the steps in that? Like what what what's the kind of like motion that people can take from both sides, right? By how we love. <laughs> Wait, I'm wondering really quick, like yeah. is what you describe that hypothetical, yeah. which is likely a very real for, yes. for many, for many mm -hmm. folks. Like I don't necessarily know if that's always like a negative thing. Like, Tell me is more. it, is it, I kind of wonder like the functionality of the way different personality, like oh, temperaments wow. and um, like personality uh, kind of plays yeah. into it. Like right, right. sometimes people are just more willing to give out. Sure. And That's like, a good and point. like, it doesn't always mean that the relationship sure. is unhealthy. It just yeah, means that yeah. like. Like well, that works for some people. Well, I think that's important. How and it is, You're right. It is one of the reasons that I do like that book because part of what it does is say like, this is realizing who you are. Yeah. And how can you in these relational dynamics do it in a way that both people are getting their needs met? So one right. person might need more yeah, needs time alone and like that yeah, space yeah, yeah. to feel comfortable where someone might need some like closeness and how to yeah. get pulled both people's needs met without saying like, Oh, you're the needy one yeah. or you're the overly rigid one. But that does, that does cr like you would need a lot of self-awareness for us to say, this is how I tend to be in a relationship. Yeah. I want to do this well with you in a yeah. way that is serving both of us. Right. Where I'm also not getting cheated in the process. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that, and that's that, an interesting point, yeah. That just, to me, like seems like you get to that by constantly working through, like, being open with your partner exactly like having that to talk that out exactly. like learning yeah. to feel comfortable expressing your needs right ah uh, yeah yeah it's yeah really good. and even just to have the conversation around like oh it seems like you're you're more rigid of a person and i'm more like submissive and like you know pleasing you know like yeah. that's our dynamic right like, There's what no do we like, like about right or wrong about, that? Just about that you know right. like yeah yeah and uh I, we're kind of speaking enneagram for whatever reason on, on this show <laughs> <I'm a seven>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's not about me <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh this is what we're describing is like the classic like uh dominant eight figure who's like you know power presence you know okay. and the mm-hmm. two uh which is like a like i want to love please like i want to be helpful to people yeah. right and traditionally, eights and twos are really drawn to each other yes. romantically, which is very interesting. Right, which is so, so in attachment language, that would be like avoidant and anxious attach. Hmm. That's like the most common pairing. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. So like, and for for those folks who are just like in that dynamic, like. Which makes sense because like, you have a role there. You know your role. If yeah. that's how you've been playing things out, a leader needs someone to come and follow. Someone who loves following and assisting wants a leader. Yes. Yes, that's true. Okay. Well, so. Can I ask a quick question? Huh. Maybe it's, this is, this is, this is a bit of a rabbit trail. Maybe I shouldn't ask this question. Maybe uh, I'll ask the question. We don't have to go in that. Okay. That sounds great. I love yeah. So this You're is a man of this questions. Is a, this is a dating podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's again, right. Um, but it's Theology. a it's a it's a like a Christian dating podcast. Yeah. Right. Right. How to date in in Faith. like with yeah with being uh, living out your your yeah. calling as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder like in your in your experience, Madison minister, yeah. Candace, in your experience as an MFT. My experience growing up as a Christian, but also being in secular like academic mm-hmm. circles. Like I wonder if there's actually have you noticed a difference between like black and white forms of thinking yes. in the christian yes. community that's dating versus black Absolutely. and white forms of thinking in the non-christian community i would like to answer this uh, question first okay go ahead uh i have found nice <laughs> <laughs> that in the church there is a lot more like shame and ought thinking that we grow mm. up in um b- black and white is a part yeah. of a lot of what we learn like this is okay this is the way to glorify god this is sin yeah and that can create some of the rigidity yeah. and also in some of the also overly pleasing too like oh i should be selfish yeah i should serve this person um where i think outside of the church and my time dating secularly in some ways it was a lot easier because people were more willing to be free-flowing yeah there's a lot more i found flexibility in people Mm -hmm. just accepting Mm -hmm. you and the relationship as it is and going with it outside of those boxes yeah yeah that's been my experience too and i like i've almost been like more accepted in my secular dating experiences than in my Secular Christian, which I think is part of like the motivation. (laughs) I think that's part of the motivation for this show is because that is one of the big challenges that we face. And I would love Mm. if Christian dating could be more fun Mm -hmm. and obviously grace filled and flexible. Sorry, that's funny. I have seven (laughs) envy. These guys know that, but our listeners should know too. I like pray to be a seven. 
<laughs> Everybody who like doesn't know what Enneagram is right now is just like, what? Look what's up, with these, these numbers? Look up like, sleeping how come at they last. Keep saying these numbers. There's actually something interesting about. I mean, you both are Enneagram people, which is why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for the listeners, I can go <laughs> either way. Um, sure. But uh, <laughs> agreed. We'll have an no, Enneagram but episode. It's really interesting to look up on the. I think it's the Enneagram's website. They will. They talk the about what it's website. like. Is it? <laughs> it, 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 it might the be like a derivative Institute of or something. Institute has a lot of good information. That's what I would. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this because I don't know how to access this. Just Google it. What I'm about to tell you. <laughs> okay, good. Like it tells you what, uh, what it's like for different numbers to be in relationship yes. with yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. yeah. So that's the Enneagram really Institute. Oh, that is the Institute. And okay, okay. I'll uh, reference the Sacred Enneagram as the book that I would refer to people who are okay. interested in learning about. Nice. The redemptive purposes and roles of each number. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. That was so good. So we're about at time, and Kale, it's been fun to so talk with fun. you. It's been great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I feel like we didn't have enough Seinfeld references. I feel like that's the oh, thing that you and I would typically talk yeah. quite a bit about. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know, next what time. can I say? Yeah, next time. N- yeah. <laughs> next time we'll talk about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so all right uh kale do you have any uh you know final, final words, words final things words. that you'd love to uh kind of put your stamp on this show um you know i'd say as it pertains to to dating and kind of the the the, the strange and uh exciting process of of meeting other potential uh folks romantically uh, i guess we could refer to that as dating yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> the dating process other potential folks romantically <laughs> <laughs> I like to find a long way of saying something Why that can say be it summed up words, in one word. Why say it with me? <laughs> um, you know, like, be patient. Mm. Um, like, have, mm. uh, have, um, like, have compassion with yourself, I feel like, is mm. something that I've had to, um, something that I've experienced and I've felt really um, uh, fortunate to, to kind of, explore that more as as uh as i've as i've matured um but cool. most importantly um make sure that you're at least like um your community is someone that can hold you mm. um especially in like the midst of of, of heartbreak mm-hmm. um, oh, because that's, that's so um mm. those are people who uh who know you who you know who hopefully share your same values and um want to really be someone that can um you know support you and and that's mm-hmm. and that's that's very centering during uh during the midst of feeling untethered mm-hmm. um, yeah so thank you yeah that's really good love it yeah well thank you guys for tuning in yeah and uh thanks kale for being here yeah thank you kale it was a treat and uh yeah we're we hope you enjoyed this episode, everybody. Uh, if you liked it, go ahead and share it with some folks. And we have a meetup coming soon. Yes, we're very yep. excited. Yeah, so so um, check, check our social media for more information. Yep. Get some singles or not, just some listeners together. Come hang out with me and Matt. Yeah, it'll be uh, just casual after work. Come chill. Yeah, great so time. It'll be a good time. Cool. All right. Uh, thank you, Brad. Thanks, Brad. For editing this episode. What a man. King among men. Love him so much. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.